Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. everyone and welcome to episode 518 of Longbox Heroes, the Labrigany of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd along with Joe. How we doing today, Joe? Should I push back on Lamborghini from that time like a month or two ago where I tweeted at them? You you really should push back. I mean, they're itching for a fight by ignoring us, Joe. Okay. Dear Labrigany, how are you? How is Mrs. Labrigany? I am fine. Did I want you to find reply them? to the previous tweet, you know? Right. No, I know. They, they're they they're ducking us, Joe. Lamborghini's okay. ducking us. It has been three months. I'll take your non-response as a yes. <laughs> From now on, whenever you do your ham-fisted uh, typing and tweeting, I think every... Sh- tweet should start with i hope this tweet finds you well <laughs> that should be that our eats up a lot of characters what that eats up a lot of characters i, I know, know we have like 280 or 120 or whatever how many characters we have on twitter um but, but like you... remember in texts where you could like uh sign your text like when you text someone it has like a signature on your text yes I, uh, I I like that idea though, saying I hope this tweet finds you well. Right, but now in this you know this futuristic day and age, Twitter you're able to link whole tweets together. So you, did you ever see that? Like you can chain them all together before you send them. Like so, it's say two hundred and eighty characters per tweet. But you could just go. There's a little plus button when you finish your tweet. You're like, oh, I could do more, and it'll save. All of them. You can do another 280, do another plus, another 280, another plus. And when you press send, it sends them all at once. So you're good to do as much as you want, Joe. Oh, look at that. See, because the way that I always did it was, it was my dopey head. mm -hmm. I would send the tweet, right? Right. And then I would click on my tweet and would like add, like I would, I would type up. The way that you're saying it is that I could type it up, hit add, type up the next, hit add, type in the next, hit add, type in the next, and then hit tweet, and they all go out at once. Right. That way nobody's jumping in on your chain, like, just derailing you like I do. Right. So the way that I would do it is, is, like, I would tweet, and then hit the plus, type, 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 tweet, hit the plus, type, 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 type. Right. Now that I know that you could do them all together, I hope I never have to use that functionality ever. Right, unless you you need the extra characters from starting with, I hope this tweet finds you well. But I think the joke of that has to be that it's like in, it's not part of like a chain of tweets. Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, but I also think you overthink my jokes way too much. Mm-hmm. But So Todd, either. what do we have on the actual comic book podcast this week? Where Batman Day is happening and isn't. Also, whose retailer is going to call when they need when they have a problem with DC? We'll get to that. Also, a musician and an A-list writer team up again, and this is something for me. And also, the rescheduling of certain comics. Also, we have free digital books and sales. What we read last week, which was Batman: The Three Jokers number one and Suicide Squad number 
8, what we're looking forward to this week, and we still don't have any TV or movie talk yet, right, Joe? Right. This weekend, uh, in between everything else, Labor Day and so on and so forth, this Friday, the boys uh, season two premieres on Amazon, so that'll be next week. There's nothing uh, to, to discuss this week. I'll just, th- I'll, you know what? How about this? Up front of the show, Bill and Ted face the mu- music. It was all right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I missed that. Oh, well. It was all right. Okay. So, waited all that time and it was only I. Yeah, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get into news, huh? Okay. So, you know, we, we hear um, on this show, not pioneers of free comic book day. No, we on this show, me mostly, which is dead now, being that I don't have a super secret science job to go to anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have comics to give out to kids that come into the office trick-or-treating. Oh, no. Now you just have to do it from the house. If there is even going to be trick-or-treating this year. I don't know. The stores have tons of Halloween candy, so they know something we don't, Joe. Well, I think that stuff was already made before all this happened. That stuff has a very long shelf life. A la candy corn. I I remember buying dark chocolate. Uh, You know how you're aware of the Reese's peanut butter egg, and we're going to end around to the main news story, right? You know the Mm -hmm. Reese's peanut butter egg? That you yes. can get for Halloween or for or for Easter. Yes. Where it's like the mini egg where it's like a little bit bigger than a regular Reese's peanut butter. Like one singular Reese's peanut butter cup. But this is just one peanut butter cup in the shape of an egg. And we're going to charge you the same price as two regular sized Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. And then like for Halloween, they're like, oh, we have the egg. And now we have a pumpkin mold. So we're going to do it for Halloween too, right? Mm-hmm. The next one that they did after that was for one of the Christian Bale Batman movies, Ugh. where it was a dark chocolate, which is fantastic, uh, peanut butter egg in the shape of the bat sim- signal, right? Yeah. And I was buying them at, like, the grocery store. It had to be a year after whatever bat movie they were advertising on the package was. Ugh. Oh, and all I want to say about dark chocolate, dark chocolate has a bitter edge to it that lacks the oral ecstasy of its milky cousin, Joe. <laughs> I like the dark chocolate because it reminds me of how bitter of a person I truly am. Right. It's like you're that... eating chocolate, but it's causing you like a little bit of strife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway... Um, I could only assume that those Batman uh, Reese's peanut butter eggs or bat signias or whatever they were are going to be given out for Batman Day this year because there's not just free comic book day. There ended up being like uh, Halloween Day, which is like Comic Fest, which I invented. Then they did like, oh, this day and then that day and then this day. And they're just like any day that we could like put a label on and get people to come into the comic book store under the guise of getting free stuff, but also for you to go and buy stuff from your local retailer. All very uh, worthwhile things, except for a little wrinkle this year, Todd. Yes, just a slight one. So uh, this past week, uh, you know, DC announced Batman Day is uh, September 19th, which if I do my gazintas and look at a calendar, that's uh, like two Saturdays from now, right? Right. 
So they're like, oh, you can get this thing for your Waze app and you could download this and you could participate in a virtual 5K race. And here's a thing for this game and this online service. Here's all this international stuff, which I'm okay with. And then here's the stuff that we're doing with or with uh, HBO Max. And here's the stuff that we're doing with Comixology. And here's the stuff we're doing with Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Noble and Target and all these other partners. There's one partner missing from all this, Todd. Robin? No, no. Uh, That partner would be the local brick-and-mortar stores. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. Uh, They they do have time to pivot. And I would like to think that with the recent management shakeups that uh, DC um, may have just kind of taken for granted... The people that have been there for them these low on 40 plus years (laughs) to cater to the new guys on the block, the new partners and so forth. And they'll certainly pivot and make some sort of announcement that the retailers, your local comic book shop, are included this year in Batman Day. I wonder, though, Todd, does DC have like a forum or some sort of community (laughs) that they could relay this information to the retailers that they're now included in Batman Day. Or they could ask questions about said Batman yeah, Day. Yeah, like if a um, retailer said like, hey, DC, how come you're not including us in Batman Day like you have every other year? Do they have right. a, did the retailers have a place where they could do that, Todd? They did, Joe. What? They just shut that down shortly after or before, <laughs> I forget, announcing Batman Day without comic shops. And then said, if you do have any questions, send them to like the retailers that are doing DC now, which is, you know, uh, what is Midtown Comics and what's the other one? Uh, DCBS. DCBS. I always forget that when I, the, you know, the initials throw me off. But, well, and I'll, I'll just throw this in there. So DCBS trips me up too because dcbs is the tried and true thing they have under their umbrella a thing called in stock comics but their arm that they do this is um uh, lunar right and then the other one ucs is midtown comics okay you would think ucs dcbs relatively close no, that kind of further muddies the issue. Right. Clear as mud, as you always say. <laughs> but uh, I think that's cold because I'm, then I'm going to get back to the to Batman day. Is like I always said, of all the things, that's the coldest because that's like you having a complaint about your super secret science job, but you have to go to the bigger super secret science place. That's your competitor. Like how much are they going to care about you? Like you're the, you're the little fish. I I don't know. I'm hoping they don't, but to me, that's the biggest slap in the face. Now I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate of to why DC didn't include comic shops for free Batman day. But it is still a slap in the face. Um, they should have written down in any of the the, the 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 news things that they gave out, and you could go to your local comic shop and pick up Batman products as they have. Um, but 
it's a you know it's a dice roll on what comic shops are and aren't open. And I don't know if you know this, but these big uh, stores like Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble, they're all open no matter what part of the pandemic. Like some little brick and mortar shops aren't. So just to send out stuff like masks or freebies it's like well we're going to print all this stuff up and then it's a crapshoot of to what comic shops can be open in certain hot spots or, and like so i get that a little bit but they and the like i said target and barnes nobles is going to have a ton of merchandise that they can say like you want this backpack here go here because we know they have it it's on their you know their their registry and everything like that but with the comic shops, it it's like, oh, we don't know what they're going to have, what they can do. But you should always put in the news release and comic shops. You can always go to comic shops to find our, pro- our thing. And especially with this Batman Day coming on the heels of Detective Comics 1027, which is exactly 1001 issues after Detective Comics 27. <laughs> Because I never got that. It's like, wouldn't uh, 1,026 be 1,000 issues after? Because you count, I don't know, I get confused on the math. I'm not a mathlete. Well, it's even further still, because then they do like a Detective Comics Zero as well. Does that not count? Oh, and then did Rebirth, the one-shot count? I don't know. Yeah. All right, but you I know what I'm saying? Num- Remember when we cared about the numbering of those sort of things and keeping them straight? Oh, and then Jimmy Palmi came along. Jimmy Palmiotti came along and unshackled us and said That's he would right. write whatever number we want on the cover. Um, but even like even further still, like in all this press release, exactly what you're saying, because they would always do, even if they're not doing the masks, even if they're not sending out some mm-hmm. sort of promotional material to the local comic book shops, in all of this press stuff that they're putting out, they used to always put in there. Like what's that? So well, this is where the, this is why the issue is, is because it used to be like, hey, there's that phone number that you could call, and it's like I think it's even set up like the phone number is also a website. It's like eight hundred comic book or eight 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 comic book. Does that ring a bell? Right, whatever it is, it's a toll free thing for to find. And you a put comic your zip code in, it'll tell you where your nearest comic book store is. Mm-hmm. And they used to do that, and they used to include that. In any of the stuff that DC did, why are they not doing that now, Todd? Um, now, as me playing all devil's advocate, why not? I, it's just a jerk move, and I got a, a hot text of about all this news before it hit Bleeding Cool from a bassist who may or may not work in a comic book shop, and his theory of he's like they they really are muscling out comic shops as much as they can by trying to put out more digital content and redirecting stuff. It's almost like they are abandoning the comic shop, like with fandom and everything. It's like, we don't need comic shops to push our stuff. We could do it ourselves, And there's other venues to sell it. I I don't know. I'm starting to come around on this theory, Joe. (laughs) So the, the real reason is that, that 800 comic shop or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's a diamond thing. Oh, is it really? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry I stepped on all of that. That's no, fantastic. it's quite all right. Listen, we've talked about this before that DC seems to be pushing. I don't think that DC, DC is intentionally muscling out the little shops. This is DC not wanting to give Diamond, who they no longer do business with, that play. Don't give them the rub there. I got it. Right. They should have something, though, so that they're not 
you know, th- this is one of those like cutting off your nose to spite your face sort of things. I completely get DC not wanting to give Diamond that publicity of saying like, hey, go get Batman. Like, here's this aggregator. Here's this website. Here's this phone number. Here's this app where you could find where your f- local comic book store is that's run by the people we no longer do business with. Yes. Okay. I get it. They should do their own, whatever, all that you just said, I'm not going to go over it again and be like, and they have, you know, the ability to know who their customers are and just put a spreadsheet of shops. You know what I mean? And on their own DC site, it's like, you know, when you do the, whatever the press release and go and click on here to see where you can buy blah, blah, blah from local comic shops. And they have, you know, a, you know, whatever state, blah, the way the, the 1-800 comic book shop does it. It just seems like a no-brainer. Maybe they didn't have the time to do it, but I hope in the future they will. You know what I mean? Like, get, get on that DC. Right. They need to, th- there has to be a way that they can course correct something. Mm-hmm. Before, like, because uh, I, I, you know, retailers, our retailer tweeted out, you know, a little shade on it and stuff like that. And not the changing man, you know what I mean? But right. just just that kind of stuff. And I get it. I get why they would be mad. And you, I, I mean, DC does have them over a barrel. It's not like they're going anywhere. But you do want good blood, you know, especially with them taking away the, 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 the message board and stuff like that. It's just, it's just all a bad look at once coming off a successful DC fandom. You know what I mean? So it's I'm like, just trying to push a little bit here in that. So this is, to, unfortunately this kind of flies in the face of my theory is because for a bunch of stuff, when you, so I think this is part of DC's website not being good. Right. That when you go, I'm like, okay, well, I know that there's a way that if you go to a comic book, right? Because, you know, I, I, I include, like, the, the links to the companies, like, go to their website and so on and so forth to look at the preview or whatever it is. But when you go there, it gives you an option of, like, like here's where you could subscribe. Here's where you could buy it digitally. And they still have the link to the comic shop locator service run by Diamond at the bottom of every single one of their books, even though Diamond doesn't do their books. That's somebody not asleep at the switch, Joe. And That's absolutely somebody asleep someone at- asleep at the switch. So someone is on the ball enough to make sure actively not include the shops in the Batman Day press release stuff, but not to take whatever that code is out of their website to pull that link to diamond off of literally every single one of their books. Right. It's a glitch in the matrix. It must be because I don't know. I'm with you. It's, it's dumb. It it seems. I'm sure if I saw the matrix, I would have gotten that reference. Right. It's all counterintuitive, Joe, but enough of harping on this. There's other news to discuss. (laughs) I saw this come across my desk, Todd, and I knew this would be something that would be of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Cause you had said that a, uh, a, uh, what, what did you say at the beginning of the show? A world-class musician and one of the world's most famous writers. Yes. A, a world-class musician and an A-list writer. Right. And I'm like, oh boy, Ray Stevens <laughs> and JK Rowling's are getting together for a new project. Oh, I wish you went with Ray Parker Jr. 
That's my go-to musician. The streak. Hmm? The streak. Okay. I know Ray Stevens. But yes, so Alice Cooper did some sort of online misogosh where he had alluded to uh, that he and Neil Gaiman are possibly working on something regarding the 1990 (laughs) classic book, The Last Temptation of Alice. Right, which was a uh, something that came out alongside his CD at the time, which there was uh, a, you know, you got the CD, and then there was a three-part comic who was, it was Alice Cooper, Neil Gaiman wrote it, and then art by Michael Zuli. I actually own a page from that, 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 that three-issue miniseries. Um, and then if you bought the CD, the special CD, they had the regular CD, you got a free variant cover to the comic and i will never forget my friend Kristen worked at whatever the gallery of sound was back in the mall in in the 90s whatever that year was i think it was um, 92 92 whatever yes because she hadn't gone off to college yet um that she worked in there and i was like oh can i, I could you pre-order me that that thing she was like i'll hold one for you and i got it and it was like because it just came in a shrink wrap bag with the CD, no, no bag and board, Joe. So it was like all crumpled up. And I, she brought it, you know, home from work. She's like, here, and I'm like, oh man, like this is all crumpled up. I was hoping to get a real nice one. She goes, oh, I didn't even think about that. She goes, bring it in the store tomorrow when I'm working. And I did. And she just, oh, she goes, before you do, let me see it. And she took the CD out of the CD case. And she just took a fork from the kitchen and just raked it across the back of the CD. And went, now, when you bring this back in, say, it was scratched like this. I'm like, okay. I went in and she got me a really nice copy of uh, the first issue variant of Last Temptation of Alice, which I got signed by both Alice Cooper and Neil Gaiman, when I both met them, and they both had fun stories about each other. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm looking forward this... to whatever they're doing. I don't know. Right. So I don't like. Didn't this get republished recently? And when I say recently, like maybe within like the last ten years, maybe. It has been. It has been republished uh, different times at different. I believe at different companies. Um, I'm not sure where it's at now or where it's going to be, but I, the last one that they did, they ended up doing a really nice hardcover, which I remember seeing in the previews, and I was like, I I will take it. Where it had a, it was all it was signed by Neil Gaiman, uh, Zuli, and Alice Cooper, and I was like, all right, I don't have uh, Michael Zuli on the one comic that I have, so I'll take this really nice thing and it was i believe it was all in black and white too which really made the art pop because i think the color actually hurt the art because zuli stuff looks just absolutely amazing in black and white but it was this the whole story was the story of the album all the songs was kind of a concept album and then when you really looked at the songs and the book they both kind of like ran parallel each other and did the Marvel Comics version, like the original printings of them, have like these Dave McKean covers? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I don't know because I never really opened up the hardcover that I bought that was all signed. Like I looked at it. Was, I don't know if the cover's in there, but that was at the time in the 90s. Mc, anything Gaiman was doing, McKean was doing the covers. Didn't matter. Gotcha. But Because I remember seeing the ads for those. Like that that book was getting the hard the hard press in Marvel books, you know? Yeah. I do know for a fact, because I was supposed to see Alice Cooper in September ish or whatever, or June, June ish 
to, for a concert here at Wilkesbury. And then they were like, no, we're canceling it and moving it to January. And I was like, oh, good. Nothing I like better than going to see a concert with a possible blizzard. And they were like, no, now we're just tanking the rest of that. That was the end of his tour. And the rumor is that he has a new tour coming for next year if we can do that and a new album so i'm wondering if all this has to do with maybe the next album will be like a last temptation of alice like the next temptation of alice whatever if it's going to be a sequel and then another comic i'm hoping that it all ties in i'll have to see if my friend's still working at gallery of sound down in penn state and i'll i'll just say this you know you mentioned about the uh, alice cooper thing um Again, officially canceled, as you mentioned. Originally supposed to be June 17th, then moved to January 24th, and now currently listed as canceled. Yep, we got our refunds. Right. The World Wrestling Entertainment Smackdown, Friday Night Smackdown Live, is still rescheduled from their May 11th date to October 30th. I'm sure that date will go off without a hitch. That's right. Well, that's your trick-or-treat night, Joe. Oh, that's right. That's the night before. Oh, it's all Hallow's Eve. It'll be a spooky episode of SmackDown that night. I wonder if they have a spooky clown character on the show that they could give a big anything to anyway. Isn't he the Joker without the face? Uh, You know, listen, you say it was an original creation uh, by the character who plays Bray Wyatt and Tom Savini. I say it was the Halloween mask that you could buy from DC Direct, just like not with green in it, you know? Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. So last but not least is um, obviously with the pandemic and comics being canceled for two months, a lot of stuff has come back. A lot of stuff has come back in different forms or is on track to come back. Um, looking at you, Inferior 5, that I'm pretty <laughs> sure is never coming back. You don't know. But Marvel had a big laundry list of stuff that they had solicited and advanced solicited um, that were in, you know, what would have been the March catalog to be coming out in like May and June that are still out there. And I think they have, looking at the list before we started recording, five, six, seven, it's like almost 20 things that were solicited. It's like, oh, you know, we're taking a break on this and it's coming back on a new number one. I know one of the biggies was there was going to be like a sequel to Marvels and there was a new New Warriors book that was coming out and all these other things. But the only one that I really cared about was uh, the Joe Kelly, Chris Bacallo nonstop Spider-Man because mm-hmm. I like a Spider-Man. I like Joe Kelly. I like Chris Bacallo. I'm like, hey, hey, the book was supposed to be out in April uh, and now it is uh, rescheduled officially to January 2021. Well, at least you got an affir- a, a firm date, Joe. That's right. We have a definitive date on that. We're good to go. I could just delete the rest of the list. And now the list is uh, the J.J. Abrams Kid Spider-Man book <laughs> and uh, Inferior 5. What do you think is going to come out first, Todd? The last gonna... issue of Inferior 5 or the J.J. Abrams Kid Spider-Man book? Well, at least the next issue of J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book has been solicited. And not canceled yet. So I, if I was going to bet the house, and I am a degenerate gambler, I would bet on the J.J. Abrams kids book. Let me go look at the solicitations on this here. Because I know the last Marvel previews had 
the th- like, aren't we waiting on four and five? Four um, and five. I four think is bo- allegedly scheduled for this month. Right. And then the fifth one has been solicited too, I believe. For October. So we're golden, man. When has a solicit ever lied to us? Oh, Todd. <laughs> shame, shame. I, uh, my faith is strong in all solicits, Joe. <sighs> you know what? My my faith is strong in Todd, not solicits. Oh. The soon to be named network at soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. We're all the podcasts in our little group, our conglomeration, like minded individuals. Anytime they put up a podcast, sure, you could go to their individual websites or Twitters. Sure, you could subscribe through some sort of clunky podcatcher. <laughs> or, like me, you could have a text file of RSS feeds. I'll even go you one better. I'll collect such shows as Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, At Odds with Wrestling, Wednesday Night War, Final Wrestling Place, Puzzle Warriors 3, and Profane Arguments. And if any of those people on those shows appear on other shows... They'll show up over at long or at soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com. No podcatcher is going to do that for you. I mm. do that for you, or whoever runs the website does that for you. I don't know. Some guy does. That's right. I mean, I use a ringtone maker for all my podcast needs, but the soon to be named network, the best network since the Dumont Network show. <laughs> What was the other network that was like, because Dumont was the first. What was the second one? I don't know. Was it Desilu Productions? I, I think they, that was just the production company, but I, I wish I could remember what the other network was after the Dumont network. I, lo- I just love anytime anybody says the Dumont network, because I'm like, bring that back, you know? You know what was one of the, and listen, this is this is for me, you know what one of the big shows in the Dumont network was. What? Professional wrestling. Oh, was it really? Certainly was. Oh, I believe the Honeymooners was too, so we'll go with that. Well, uh, listen, Honeymooners, a real show, professional <laughs> wrestling, a legitimate sporting contest. Oh, that's right. Athletes won and all. That's right. So, uh, of course, links to that soon-to-be-named network uh, will be in the show post, along with links to our local comic book shop, what DC does not giveth, we do. If you do not have a local comic book shop in your area, or maybe your local comic book shop has a poor subscription service, they forget to pull your books, and uh, you you do the black and white thing where you look into the camera and you and the voiceover says, "There's got to be an easier way." There is. Our comic book shop, not the one that Todd and I own, but the one that Todd and I go to and have gone to for the better part of what nearly 30 years now oh my god mine was right around the last temptation of alice 91 92 yeah same here um so our local comic book shop comics on the green does a brisk subscription and mail order business so if you want to support the little guy our comic book shop us indirectly and get your comics in a timely fashion, then by all means, check that link out. Our friend Becky also does uh, art. She had told me some stuff about a secret project that she has coming up in the next year that she actually may become a published artist. I heard rumors about uh-huh. that. She has to be good on the internet from now That's on. right. Ru- Ru- actual. <laughs> I was giving her pointers on uh, 
how to handle her internet presence. And I think that, I don't know if it was a how to or a how to not, but either way, I still said it, you know? Right. Either do what Joe does or do the opposite. It's one of those two. Right. Well, that's the thing. When it comes to like internet and it comes to your social media presence, listen, I've texted a certain uh, person who runs an emporium of internet wrestling <laughs> recently asking if there's several people under his employ if i could please take over their social media accounts because they're doing him no favors oh boy and he just laughs oh ha 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 i'm on my third covid test this month (laughs) i shouldn't really be leaving the house we're all having fun oh boy (laughs) but anyway uh so she has an instagram where you can see all the work that she does um, I know some things that happened that she did slow down on some of her commissions and the published thing that she has coming up possibly be, could be taken up some of her time. But go check out her stuff. Go yeah. ask her what her schedule looks like. She does really good work. Yes, she does. And uh, digital books and sales, of course, if for whatever reason you've given up on print media and or print anything, you know, you, you don't have DVDs, CDs, physical books, you do everything online, then that's okay, too. Because there's a bunch of sales going on this week. There's a bunch of sales that were left over from last week. Like that image summer crime sale. Dynamite sale on the boys to coincide with the return of the TV show. Um, Marvel having two other sales going on. One called Choose Your Hero or Villain Sale. And I'm not really sure, like, whoever titled that one needs to go to my <laughs> internet classes as well. Like, what? what is that sale? Uh, choose your hero or villain. I don't know. I guess it's everything and it's nothing at the same time. Uh, this one makes sense. Marvel low-key sale. It's books that have low-key in them. That's very clear and understandable, right? I thought it was about characters who were flying under the radar. They were all low-key. It's not about the uh, raiders that they fly under. It's about the radars that they will bring. I stumbled <laughs> on that one, but somebody might get it. Uh, DC, though, is having a sale on Volume 1. And I feel we've been here before, where it's just like the first trade in a bunch of different stories, which is good, but this is one of those um, lists or sales or whatever that should just be perennially on sale. I agree. Um, you know, you're number one of your big heavy hitters. And just as I look at the list, like, um, you know, All-Star Western. Okay, I get, like, that's not a high seller. But, like, if you're looking at something like American Vampire, if you're looking at something like Fables, if you're looking at something like, you know, whoever's first run on Batman, those sort of things. Those are books that just should be on sale all the time. Remember American Vampire being really hot when it first came out. I had people who had never read comics mm-hmm. who were coming up to me to buy them copies. Like, can you get me American Vampire? Because Stephen King was involved in it. Am I right on that? Uh, he was the one that kind of shepherded. It was... Um, it wasn't the same as the Brian Michael Bendis, Jonathan Hickman Secret Warriors deal. But I definitely think it was something of, like, Scott Snyder pitched this idea to Stephen King. Stephen King liked it and said, I'll kind of sort of lend my name to the project. See, I thought he did co-features for the first couple issues. I think he did a... And when you say co-feature, I think you mean, like, a four-page thing in the back of issue one. Okay, but that made people want me to get the issues, you know what I mean, for them? 
and it got some groundswell, like as far as I was, let's just say it worked as far as I was. Right. And that's the thing. It worked. And it wasn't a ruse where you had the publisher and the writers themselves saying, oh, no, this is, in fact, written by Stephen King. And then Stephen King gives interviews and says, let me tell you what happened on the set of Maximum Overdrive. (laughs) Then I'll tell you that I'm not really involved in this book. Well, 4K Blu-ray all the way for Maximum (laughs) Overdrive. Uh, But anyway, uh, American Vampire is actually finally wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, final miniseries of it is coming out uh, in October. Right, because he's pushing, uh, Snyder's pushing that Nocturne now. That he has a, what is it, a uh, creator? Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or something. Right, which name was changed because it was originally Nocturnal. And I think Dan Brereton might have had something to say about that. Well, good for Dan. Yeah. If I was Dan, I would have let it go to Pulp Press and then send my lawyers. You would have, what was it? What was the book, the the John McRae book? You would have... A Dead Eyes. Yeah, you would have dead eyes. It wasn't a dead rabbit originally. It was dead rabbit. Yeah. So anyway, all that stuff is in the links to the show uh, notes. Every show, every episode show notes will have all those links and stuff in them, of course. And uh, hey, you may not know this, Todd, uh, but mm-hmm. I respect people that do this. If you're a patron subscriber, there's not a plug for the patron. That comes a little bit later. I put the show up there as well. The show is up on the Patreon because when you subscribe to the Patreon, whether it be at the $1 level, the $5 level, anywhere in between or higher, you know, you get an RSS feed and like you're going to get the bonus shows, but also like you get After Dark if you're at the $5 level and After Dark shows up on Friday there as well. So a couple months ago, it was requested to me by a patron to like, hey, why don't you put the Longbox Heroes up there so that like I can get everything in one shot? Mm hmm. So if you are a patron and you do listen to all the shows, the two bonus shows, After Dark and the main show, you know, you can grab them all off the patron. They all go up uh, at the same time. Selling points. I like that. Yeah. You know, ease, ease of use. That's it, it, that's what I try to pass along to you, the listeners of this show. I'm the, you know, I'm the shortest point between your two straightish. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. I do. <laughs> So let's get into what we read or from this past week, what we're most looking forward to coming out this past week. Uh, Todd, I'll kick it to you. Mm -hmm. With Batman and the Three Jokers, the book I was looking forward to most, Mm -hmm. which is written by Jeff Johns, art by Jason Fabok. This is a, a black label book. So I'm not sure if it's in, if it's going to be in continuity or not, but the basic gist of the story is Batman's investigating uh, a Joker crime, and as this goes on, uh, there are other two other crimes happening at the same time, which catches the attention of uh, the Red Hood, uh, Jason Todd, and also Barbara Gordon, and they look into it, and they start to believe that maybe that there are actually three Jokers from that story all the way back uh, that Jeff Johns wrote when Batman was in the Mobius chair and he was like, oh, I there's actually three Jokers. So now he's looking into it. And maybe these three crimes that he committed are covering up a bigger crime. And in all this, it, it 
attracts the attention, obviously, if I said of Barbara, Jason, and and Bruce, who are the people who have been most affected by the Joker over the years. And the three Jokers are labeled as the criminal, the comedian, and the clown. And the comedian is dressed like the killing joke. The clown, you know, I'm not 100% sure on the clown and the criminal, but the criminal is supposed to be like the early version of Joker when he wasn't truly insane. He was just more of a criminal mastermind. And then the clown they're, they're hinting at is kind of the, uh, the crazy, like, goofy Joker. But we haven't seen too much of him. Um, this is basically, they, they go, they, they're trying to find the chemical that these Jokers have stolen, and they go off on this adventure, which probably turns out to be a distraction. And in it, uh, we see Jason interact with the Joker that maybe killed him all those years ago or whatever. Cause I'm not sure if he actually died uh, the way they've retooled history and everything like that. If he was just close to death and the, the pit brought him, brought him back. But we, we get some interesting revelations about their time together while the Joker was beating him to death. Some things dropped that are actually kind of, I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. I don't know if that was in another book or not, but, uh, it's new to me, so it's it's fascinating. And Jason makes some interesting decisions throughout the the story that I that I that I don't want to mention. But it was a really good story, bringing back Jeff Johns knows his DC, DC continuity. He was bringing back like a like a character who's only made five appearances. I looked into it as a is a uh, little person named Gaggy who was in a couple of issues, and he he's fun because he's a crazy henchman to to the Joker. But all around, it's an interesting start to this mystery of what these three jokers are up to and if you can buy the premise that there are three jokers unless it switches out somehow uh i highly recommend this book and second of all jason fabox art is absolutely gorgeous found out it's all digital which makes me sad but uh just the book is colored like beautifully i love the art i can't say how much i love the art on this book i'm i'm interested in this and i want to see the next two issues and i got a great uh promo card that came with it so i did tell our local retailer that you hornswoggled me not with your chocolate and doo-doo fingers into buying this book when we talked (laughs) about it last week on the show Mm -hmm. um and I'll get the negative out of the way. While this is a very pretty book, and while this book is 54 pages with no ads, it is a little light for a $7 comic book, so buyer beware. Right, which I was actually shocked that as a black label, it wasn't an oversized book. Right, I was... If it was oversized, I don't think I would have been that upset. Fair enough, I'll give you that. I don't know, it just feels, feels thicker than some of those those six ninety nine oversized books. I don't know, but mm-hmm. anyway... So in the, I did read, there's like the little interview, like a little snippety interview, one pager with Jeff Johns, where, you know, they interview him about the book and he says like, oh, this isn't like different realities or different whatevers. This is actually three different Jokers, or is it? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you're being duplicitous in regards as I get, you don't want to spoil the mystery. Um, so... Uh, art's really good. Jason Fabox art is really good. Um, it's interesting that our main three character focal points, etc., are Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon, Bruce Wayne, as you've mentioned. Um, obviously, Jason Todd, Barbara Gordon have a much more pinpointed one specific instance that defined their life involving the Joker. 
Yes, and I just want to say it's uh, and Batman's more vague, but they do a great thing where they all have scars, and yes. the 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 two with Jason and Barbara are just like pinpoint, like you said, but that's because they have one truly like story that revolves around it where Batman is just riddled with scars. So that's why I would try to bring them all together. That Joker's has scarred them all, but in different ways. I don't know if that came across, but go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I get you. So I'll say this, this is my theory. This is my cockamamie theory in regards to this. There is not three Jokers. Okay. (laughs) Right. You mentioned they're on the they're on the trail of the Joker and the chemical that he stole that he's doing whatever with, right? Mm-hmm. What we, the reader, are seeing is what Bruce and Jason and Barbara are individually seeing because of the chemical when they look at whatever. Right. This is making them see their mind's eye version of the Joker. Okay. I think at some point in issue two, our cliffhanger of issue two is Batman is going to be fighting the Joker he sees. And then he's going to start seeing the Jason Todd saw Joker, the Barbara Gordon saw Joker, and then maybe even a fourth or a fifth Joker. Okay. Right. And then that's when Batman figures out that it's the chemical that's causing them to have this physical manifestation of making them think that there are multiple Jokers there are multiple Jokers, but it's always that one person. And then in issue three is going to be the Joker giving his soliloquy that he's always been this one person, but he always changes depending on the situation. He's not going to be the Joker the same way to you, Todd, that he is the, to me, to Barbara, to Jason, to this, to that, to whatever. And when I and maybe the way that I'm the Joker to Todd today didn't work. Well, I'll try another one. I'll try another one. I'll try another one until the one that I finally get you. And that's the one that I'm going to use to haunt you for the rest of your life. Right. Um, I have a slightly different take, Joe. All right. Okay. Because they put at the end of every, every like, because they do a little story about what Bruce is doing. Then they do a little story about Barbara. Then they do a little story about uh, Jason Todd. And at the end, that's where they label the jokers do you know what i mean so there's like at the end of uh batman showing his scars and they show him get murdered there's like the criminal you know what i mean then after the 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 barber it's the comedian which obviously the failed comedian from killing joke and then the clown after thing well i'm thinking because a lot of they don't show any joker during the bruce story that they keep mentioning joe chill that somehow that this joker has a plan he knows who the batman is and he knows who killed his parents and he thinks the biggest joke would be to turn the person who kills the batman's father mother and father into the next joker that it's all something with joe chill because joe chill's mentioned and he's like blown off and I don't know. It's just I think all this three Joker stuff is a red herring to do something with Joe Chill. Mm. I don't know. I can't explain what I'm trying to say, but it's weird the way they put those labels on the Joker. And there's no Joker story while Batman's telling his. You know, what I mean, other than one panel of getting the scar, but he's getting scars from his whole Rogues Gallery, the second right. best in comics, by the way. But you know what I'm saying? Uh... Third best, I mean, on sure. the on my theory, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down on the theory, right? Right. 
Uh, but you no, know, it was intriguing enough. It's just, you know, buyer beware. It's a $7 book. I think it's worth it, but I understand if you don't, you don't. Did you get the uh, promo card too? No, I forgot to grab it. I might uh, pressure someone into giving me one when I go to the store this week. You better because promos are awesome. Mm-hmm. So the other book that we both read from this past week was Suicide Squad number eight, written by Tom Taylor with art by Danielle Samper. Uh, this is. Uh, the framing device is them kind of laying out what their plan is. The Suicide Squad Task Force X. What do they call them now? The Not the revolutionaries. They have some sort of other name for what they are. I thought they were actually the revolutionaries. Okay. I thought I was wrong when I thought of the revolutionaries. Okay. I could be wrong, but anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. But the main crux of this book is the origin story of some of the other newer characters. We all know Deadshot. We all know Harley Quinn. It's a lot of new characters in this book. Specifically, we get the origin meeting and so forth of Ari and Harry. Yep. And just how they came to be, how they got their powers, how they met, and uh, their, you know, their bond that they have. Right. And uh, I really like this issue. Um, I'm a little sad in the fact that this is only going to be an 11 issue miniseries, so we're not going to get more of these right now. Hopefully, with whatever this book gets picked up on as a later date, we get more of this exploration of some of the other characters. Right. Because um, we have said that Tom Taylor's like, this isn't the end, whatever happens with Suicide Squad. So I do believe it's it's going to be picked up, especially with a Suicide Squad movie coming out by Jimmy Pistol, like, you know, in the near future, it's, it's going to happen, but sure. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm sad that it, that it's, it's go it's, you know, going to be only 11 issues, but I do believe Tom Taylor here is laying the groundwork for characters that will truly stand the test of time. He's done some really great origins for some really great new characters. So I really like all that. And then on top of it, like we're getting like the, in the the framing sequence where they're like, they tell the origin stories of these two characters. They're also like, well, we have to go after Ted Cord. And I feel that there is a, a clue in the last couple panels where uh, Ted Cord has the person that some of the backstory was talking about. And then he's talking to somebody else. And they're like, he's the other person's like, you'll never get away with this. And I think that other person saying you'll never get away with is the actual Ted Cord. And I think there's a shape changer from, do you remember 52? He was the one that if he ate a piece of you, he could, he could look like you. Yes. I think, cause there was that great Manhunter story where that character was portraying uh, Ted Cord for a little while. Everybody thought Ted Cord was dead, blah, blah, blah. Or he was dead. He got shot in the head. That that's, that character, I think they're bringing him back because he ended up dying at some point before, you know, these all these sh- earth-shattering changes. I want him back because I love the idea of a character who's like, oh, I just need to s- taste a small amount of your DNA, but eh, while I'm doing, I might as well become a cannibal. And I'm hoping I'm 100% right on this. I don't know why I'm just filled with tons of theories this whole show, Joe. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we've, in all the times that we've talked about Suicide Squad, we've never said that the villain behind all this is Ted Kord. Um, Obviously, because it's a big spoiler, you know, we're Ted Kord fans from the JLI days. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the whole time that this was going on, I didn't want to believe that it was Ted Cord. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you said, that scene at the end makes me think that it's not Ted Cord. Right. And we have mentioned that it was Ted. I think it was okay. two issues ago where you were like, oh, we're, I think it was seven that we did it because you're like, oh, the, the, that's after the first trade, technically. So oh, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. But yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if we mentioned it or not. But that nope. being said, the whole time I didn't want it to be Ted. I'm like, there's something going on, but I don't know what it is. But yes, I did not think as far into it as you did. I just said, oh, that's proof that it's not Ted. I don't have, I have no proof. That it's proof that it's not Ted, but it's not Ted. That's enough proof for me to come back in three issues and say, I told you it wasn't Ted. It's, it's proof enough for hope, Joe. <laughs> yes, there you go. So. so that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them in print or whether you get them in print, the only way that you should be getting your books. Yes, I'm shaming everyone else who gets books every other way. Be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Um, be sure you have enough money in your Venmo account, your Cash app. How do people pay for things these days? I still use cash. Uh, Bitcoin. There you go. Um, so the other thing is Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Todd is in the lead with one correct guess over me. You and I both have big beefy lists this week. <sighs> big lists, slapping lists show. Um, <laughs> I, and I go first cause I started the show. So I'm looking over your list and is the book you're looking forward to most. We only find them when they're dead. Numero uno. It is. Uh, it is. We only find them. When They're Dead, uh, the new uh, original series from Boom Studios, written by Al Ewing, with art by Simone DeMeo. Now, Todd, I can't tell you what this book is about, because <laughs> all I saw was Al Ewing has a creator-owned book coming out, and I'm like, I'll be, I know, she's like, yep, we're getting that. Fair enough. What is Hellblazer Rise and Fall? That is a black label. I'm not sure if it's three or four issues. That's thrown me off. Um, story about John Constantine, written by Tom Taylor, art by Derek Robertson. Is that what you're most looking forward to coming out this week? That is absolutely what I'm looking forward to most coming out this week. Again, uh, there's a checklist in <laughs> Oddland. <laughs> and Hellblazer's one of them. But then there's like a lot of other question marks that are blanks that you just got to fill in. And then as soon as you said Tom Taylor and Derek Robertson, I'm like, oh, Todd could just stop talking now. <laughs> That's right. I wanted to see if I could throw you off the trail. But like, yeah, they kind of threw this book together last <laughs> minute and they don't know. But I, I didn't get to do it. But you are right. I do have a checklist. And it's kind of like question mark plus underpants equals money. Mm hmm. And hey, just as a head up, heads up, this looks like this an oversized... Well, you know this already. Uh, is this an oversized gimmick? Yes, it is. And so that means it's worth its $7 price tag. Right. Unlike things that are not $7 or that are not oversized and, and definitely and, not worth their $7 price tag. Right. I think they wanted to, uh, honestly, to go back to the Three Jokers because it looks a lot like the Killing Joke, especially with the green 
uh, you know, font on the on the cover. I think they wanted it to be the same size to go behind the Killing Joke. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they're, they're they're doing a lot of trying to like pick that scab on people of like, hey, remember the Killing Joke? You like the Killing Joke, right? The Killing Joke. How mm-hmm. about like this? We're not doing two Jokers. We're going right to three Jokers. You like three Jokers? Wait, come back. Right when 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 uh whenever the kill uh, whenever the three jokers isn't on screen they should be like where's the three joker that's right uh so while you're over at longboxheroes.com be sure to check out all the other stuff that we have over there whether it be past episodes of this show past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark the 2017 Smash Sensation Todd and Joe have issues you can also check out our store where you could purchase shirts or pins or stickers with our fancy logo on them if you want even more designs inspired by this show designs inspired by After Dark by At Odds with Wrestling by Final Wrestling Place you could head over to our T Public store which is linked in the store button over on our page Hey, T Public is starting to get their act together and they're doing like fuller sales again in the month of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this week, you're going to want to wait until the 5th, 6th, and 7th to make your purchases because that's when everything, everything is 35% off. Ooh. Uh, until they change it, which they very well could change it. Hope they don't. Uh, again, they sent out the whole schedule for the entire month of September, but there have been times in the past where they've done that as well, and then do like, yeah, sales canceled, like, the day of, you know? <laughs> so, we'll see. Keep your eyes peeled, but right now, 5th, 6th, 7th, everything's 35% off. Right. Uh, you could also sign up for our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You get two extra monthly episodes from Todd and I. One, talking about 30 years ago to the day's issue of previews and previewing the past. The other, looking at the film works of comedy legend Mel Brooks. For $5 and up, you get those two bonus shows two weeks before everyone else, and you get After Dark like three days before everyone else. Ooh. Another way that you can help us out, of course, is making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click-through at the top of the page at longboxheroes.com. I was setting up family members with this link this weekend (laughs) so they could do all of their back-to-school, birthday Christmas, et cetera, et cetera, shopping in the hopes that they actually remember to do it. I don't have a lot of faith that they're gonna, but I certainly did try. Good for you. You're a good man, Joe. I'm trying. Uh, again, does not cost you anything extra. It gives us a little kickback. They call it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah, it's usually like the beginning of the month because I wait till we get the Patreon and the Amazon together. They don't come on the same day. Anyway, some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include somebody er purchased something called a mesh tank office chair with flip-up arms in blue. It looks very similar to my fancy chair that I got when Super Secret Science Job didn't renew the lease on the building, except mine doesn't have flip-up arms and mine is not blue. Oh. Very similar, though. Like the same uh, back shape. What what color is yours? Uh, Mine's like black with gray. Right, just like your hair. Right. It's my beard, actually, but Mm. anyway. Uh, Somebody purchased Battlefront Twilight Company, a Star Wars Kindle book. Uh, Somebody also purchased the Sun High Bluetooth speaker. Somebody also purchased the digital edition of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, If you liked my review of Bill and Ted (laughs) music at the beginning of the show, I hope that speaks to you. And uh, somebody also, Todd, purchased... 
at first looking at this, I thought this was some sort of bizarre torture device. I thought this was because Halloween was coming up and people were recreating scenes from the film series Saw. But no, Todd, this is a Komoto earwax cleaner, earwax removal tool. It claims it's a soft silicone spiral (laughs) that you put into your ear to clean the earwax out. And I say to you, ladies and gentlemen, are we now beyond Q-tips? This thing looks like a plastic drill (laughs) that is way too big to put in your any any orifice on your body uh, i can't hear any of that my ears are all clogged up with wax joe so i'm thinking about getting a drill bit and just foregoing this and just drilling it into my ear i so would we- i would ask whoever purchased this to fess up but i understand why you would want your pr- privacy on something like this i will then instead say maybe put up a how-to video of you using an unboxing of your ear video. Yes. So when I look this up, there's one that looks like more like a, a dialing wand, right? Mm-hmm. And in the video, they show it being used on a child who's smiling. So you know it's not real. What? Children smile when you're putting things in their ears. And I'm going to send this to you through the Skype on my phone. I know that's difficult, but. No, it's fine. I want you to click on that link I just sent you. Um, you're typing. And see if Ooh. I'm see if I'm over if I'm if I'm exaggerating. And while Todd does that, I would be remiss not to mention uh, pinned at the top first post over at Longbox Heroes is the pigskin pickums. You have until the 10th of September to get your picks in. Compete against Todd and I and other listeners of soon to be named network shows, most notably this one, of course. Um, and see if your picks can beat my picks. And when you listen along or after dark <laughs> this week, you'll see how you should be trumping me, trouncing me, making me look foolish, which goes back to that first word I said uh, every week because of how I did my picks. I'm done for the year, baby. Oh, and they're all perfect, by the way. I hope so. We'll see. I, I hope they all are. And I'm looking at this thing. With them, you know, jabbing it into the brain of a child. But my favorite picture on all this is the one where it's just has the wax just just drilling out. And I'm like, that was that wax just fall on the floor? That looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they have like a like a, they have a pizza cutter underneath the woman's ear, collecting the wax spilling out of her empty head. It's like I got a candle making company. I'm ready to go. Uh-huh. Oh. That's fantastic. And they have a thing here. Traditional cotton swabs are relatively inefficient and can easily hurt your ears. Our advantage, remove (laughs) earwax quickly and efficiently, safe and harmless, and 15 tips for family use. So everyone gets their own special tip on the community earwax cleaner. (laughs) Don't worry, Grandma. You have your own tip. Oh, Billy, did you use Grandma's tip again? Anyway, thank you for all of your purchases through the Amazon click through. Todd, do we have any art attacks this week? We do. From uh, Rebecca's art, we have a Wonder Woman whip. That means work in progress, Joe. Um, looks pretty cool. Staring down the barrel, making me a little nervous. But uh, otherwise, 
can't wait to see it till it's fit when it's finished. I like this. The like, I like the seeing the work in progress. I like seeing the progress or the process, if you will. I like that you could see faintly the hair. And uh, I'm glad you said work in progress because I thought this was some sort of allusion to those Linda Blair movies I want you to watch. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to those. And also, uh, Fred Chamberlain tweeted in an Amazing Spider-Man 850 variant cover by uh, Nick... I bumped the wrong thing there. Uh, Nick Bradshaw and hits all of the right buttons for his like this lifelong Spidey fan. It's a beautiful shot. He seems he sent in one a few weeks ago of a Paul Pelletier of Spider-Man being chased by the third best rogues gallery in comics. And this seems to, you know, have that theme. So that's fantastic. I'm not the Spider-Man fan on the show. You are. So I'm guessing you're going to have a little bit of gushing for this, Joe. Uh, first best rogues gallery. Uh, but Hey Fred, if you want to go leave that at Josh's house for me, uh, just going to swing by and look at it. That's all. <laughs> right. And, uh, I think, you know, no hanging from like a duct from you, like all, uh, you know, Tom Cruise, none of that's going to happen at all. Certainly. But, uh, and I sent in one, it says my newest acquisition, a doom 2099 commission by Pat Broderick, who designed the original look and drew the book for around like 30 issues. Um, basically the story behind this is there is a whole Facebook page committed to, uh, don't get a commission off Pat Broderick. So I went and I got a commission off Pat Broderick, um, because he's terrible with getting you the artwork, but he was on Facebook saying, I will do the piece. You don't have to pay me. I will show you like, uh, scans of the finished product uh, process as it goes. He didn't show me the, the process. He just showed me the final piece. And then he's like, Hey, when I send you a tracking number and it says it's on your on its way, that's when you can pay me. And I was like, "All right, you have terrible stories, but you they said that you you everybody said that they got their pieces recently. You got over your backlog, and I liked the way that he did it. It was like, "All right, it's already in the mail." Now, granted, could he have got me by have sending I don't know you know some piece of junk or something like that? Yes, but. It was already in the mail, so I was like, I'm going to take this gamble because it. what could possibly go wrong with an art with me getting art, Joe? Fool you once, Todd. Mm-hmm. Shame on everyone. Right. Fool but. me two times, then that's a pretty big fooling opportunity. But when <laughs> you just when you started the story off by saying, there's a Facebook page that just buries Pat Broderick for being bad at his job, I'm like... Let's see where this goes before you say anything. <laughs> so you're okay with how it all turned out, though? I have no choice, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It all worked out. I'm glad it worked out. Good. And it's a nice piece. Uh, I like the, like, floatiness to it. Right. Like, it looks like he's got little skinny legs, but obviously the process is supposed to be that he's kind of, like, leaning forward with his chest. As he really pops off of that, that's a really, really nice piece. Right. He's flying because Doom 2099, well, I think the regular Doctor Doom 2 has a jetpack. So it's supposed to be like a force perspective. I will admit he didn't kind of crush the force perspective, but otherwise I'm a big fan of the outfit. So, you know, pencil and ink, I'll take it. I'm happy. That's all that matters. All right. And I think that's it. 
yeah, that is it because we didn't see New Mutants. So see after dark. Yep, absolutely. So uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, episode 518 of Longbox Heroes for Todd. This is Joe saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.